Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to Early Odds here on 670 The Score. We're with you till the top of the hour. That's when Inside the Clubhouse, Bruce Levine and David Haw take over. I'm Rick Camp in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe's got a well-deserved week off after grinding through the NFL season. He just needs to exhale, and this is a good weekend to do it. We've got a lot to accomplish and not a lot of time today. So here's what's on tap. Just like every week, I'm going to have a conversation with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. I've got a feeling we're going to get in some NBA futures, and I'm sure Jim is going to have some picks for the ponies for us for later today. Also, something I like to do when I'm in is bring back some of the best conversations from the BetQL network. And one was had yesterday on You Better You Bet with Ken Barkley, Sean Marash in for Nick Costos, and they had Brad Evans, who's the EP of gaming content for Bally Sports on. And you think of him as an NFL guy, but he's also the bracketologist for Bally Sports. He was on to kind of give a college basketball primer for people like myself that are paying much more attention to the NBA and the NFL. And this is the time of year where we kind of parachute in and get up to speed on what's going on in college basketball. So that's a great conversation I want you to hear. But first up, we're going to go to Thursday's You Better You Bet. When Nick Costos was in with Ken Barkley and they had in former executive producer who now works on BetMGM tonight, Tyler Morales, where they handicapped all-star weekend looking at the three-point contest the dunk contest and who could maybe win mvp for the game and in a weekend with not a whole lot going on in the professional ranks if you're not someone that's inclined to look at college basketball this is your opportunity to make some money this weekend i don't want to waste any time so let's go to thursday's conversation that nick ken and tyler had on you better you bet about how to bet All-Star Weekend. We have no um, returning champion or former champion right. in the field. No Warriors. No Warriors in the field. Patty Mills and Fred Van Vliet are your co-favorites at about plus 440. Trey Young, about plus 490. Hello, Batman. Desmond Bain, up next, at plus 550. Zach Levine and Luke Kennard at 6-1. to CJ McCollum at nearly 10-1. to And Carl Anthony Towns, the longest odds on the board, at about 12-1, to Ken. Um, and Tyler, uh, Ken, I guess we'll go to you first here. Any thoughts on the three-point contest where I actually will be giving out a bet here? It's kind of weird because a lot of players on this list are injured or like dealing with injuries right now. It's like very, it's like kind of weird. Like Fred Van Vliet is hurt, but playing. Bane's hurt, but playing. Zach Levine is like getting like third opinions on his knee and he hears like clicking when he starts walking. And it's just like, and all of these players are apparently in the three-point contest. It's like kind of weird, honestly. Uh, 
McCollum 950 look a little long to anybody else? That's like kind of my thought here, basically. So there's nobody that I trust in this contest. There's not one player that I trust to play well or shoot well based on like history or anything. All these guys seem like all about the same, even though I understand like in regular season games, uh, you know, some are better shooters than others. So if that's true. And like, I can't really get to towns. It's just like too weird for me. I think maybe not too weird for you. I don't know. Uh, CJ nine fifty stands out to me a little bit. Like if all these guys are the same, I'll take the longest price for a guard basically. Uh, I'll throw the, give the baton to Tyler in a second here, but yeah, let's get weird, baby. Towns. No, you know, he's been talking a lot about, you know, I'm a superstar. And if I'm a superstar, then I need to play like one. And I need to show up and show out in the big moments. I think Carl Anthony Towns understands the moment. Carl Anthony Towns knows all eyes on him on All-Star Weekend if he performs really well. And can just raise his profile even further. Because he, and I I think this is a good thing. It's going to sound bad because I feel like it's a negative connotation to it. But I think like he craves the spotlight. I do. Like, you do what we do for a living. Like, Ken's into that. I'll speak, and unless you disagree, Ken, but, like, we all like the spotlight, right? Yeah, and, like, we all, like, we, cra- we've all got, yeah, yeah we've all got egos. We all, we all, recognition. And Towns That's is looking good, for good recognition. For That's the mm-hmm. word I'm really looking for is recognition. And Towns is really talking, like, a lot about that here. And if we've got uncertainty here with a bunch of guys who have never won Which we definitely do, before, by the way. We, there's right? no question we have uncertainty in this. Yeah. So if we've got uncertainty here, like, Dirk's, and I'm, I'm not suggesting that Towns is Dirk. Like, he's as good a shooter as Dirk was. who's one of the, 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 maybe the best shooting big man of all time. I'm not suggesting that. But, like, why can't Towns win this award? Like, why can't Towns get hot and win this award at 12-1? to 1? So my bet is actually going to be Carl Anthony Towns at the longest odds on the board here, Tyler. So Cat my bet here at 12 to one to win the three-point contest i'm happy you guys said this because that was i have two bets one of them was carl anthony towns 12 to one uh 41 three-point shooter quietly and one of the inside the nba guys made a good point like how when three-point shooters in this get tired he he uses no legs on his jump shot so it's it's all upper body so he shouldn't really be getting tired as he's going around here i think this is a perfect spot for him i love it he's won the skills contest before so he shouldn't be he's used to these uh saturday events and i also like desmond bain six to one because he said he's saving himself for saturday and he seems like he's really locked in to win this. So uh, six to one, Desmond Bain, and twelve to one, Carl Towns. Yeah, I mean, who needs who needs stuff. to win a regular season game when you're an eleven and a half point? <laughs> to be fair, he did have thirty in the game against Portland, and they and they still lost. I think I'm more excited for this three point contest than North. Like when Curry and Clay are in it, and it's like a very like an odds board that seems to make a lot more sense, and they're monster favorites. Like cool, like their performance is something you look forward to more. I'm looking forward to this way more than some of these other three-point contests that we've had historically. Like, what is going to happen in this thing? This seems very unpredictable. Like, Patty Mills is going to win? Like, that's what we feel sure about? Like, of course not. <laughs> Makes and, no and sense. Reggie Miller's it. doing, like, his Dick Vitale impersonation, just going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Kenny Smith, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, that's all really great. So that's the three-point contest. How about the old slam dunk contest? And this is why we've welcomed in Tyler, really, here. Because Tyler, I mean maybe more so than anyone I've ever met is like locked into these sorts of things. Like, like the best high school dunkers, like yeah, YouTube prep basketball, of the prep, king of prep, prep basketball. You know, AAU yeah. tournaments. I have no yeah. idea about any of these things. So Tyler's actually a stud with this stuff. So let's give the odds in the old slam dunk contest. Jalen green, the rockets rookie plus plus one seventy. I would say ain't no stopping Obi Toppin, but at this point, everything's stopping Obi Toppin and the New York Knicks. But Obi Toppin is a two to one plus two. Lots of things stopping Obi Toppin. It doesn't quite have quite the same ring to it. Uh, You know who's stopping Obi Toppin? The veterans playing in front of him and Tom Thibodeau from playing (laughs) anyone like over under the age of 32. 
sick, man. Cole Anthony of the Orlando Magic, plus 250. And Juan Toscano Anderson of the Golden State Warriors at 5-1. to one. So, Tyler, give us like a thorough handicapping here of the field and like the uh, the dunkers that these players are. So, I th- I'm a big dunk contest fan. I think even the bad ones are good. I think this has potential of like one of the worst of all time dunk contests. Like, this is... This is not great. But, like, for all these dunkers, if you wanted to see their highlights of, let's say, high school, college, go on YouTube. You can get Jalen Green's high school stuff, Cole Anthony's high school stuff. I don't. Good luck finding Juan Toscano Anderson's high school stuff. I don't think you'll find anything of those. But uh, I, I think I'm going to wait as long as possible here and bet Cole Anthony. Uh, one, he's the shortest guy in the field. I don't think people realize he has a 40-inch vertical. He's like a serious athlete. When he jumps, it looks like actually like a flying squirrel because he's so short and has short arms. Some of the stuff he does visibly looks insane. And I think he's going to be able to do everything Jalen Green and uh, Obi Toppin does. He's also won a dunk contest before. Like uh, back in, I think he was in a junior in high school. He won the City of Palms uh, dunk contest. It's a huge AU, uh, high school basketball tournament in Florida. All the teams that matter go there, like Montverde, Oak Hill, all the really good teams. And he won that and blew everybody away. Jalen Green played in a couple of dunk contests as well. He lost to my guy Cassius Stanley, who should have won dunk contest last year. And he lost to somebody else in that same competition. And I noticed... In the three dunk contests I saw of Jalen Green, he did the same two to three dunks. Zero creativity. Someone like him might not be able to be more of an in-game dunker because I guess if you watch him play, he's not really flexible. He can't really move his body in certain ways like Cole Anthony can. I don't even think he's the best dunker on his own team, the Houston Rockets. I think KJ Martin is. I th- so Also, Cole Anthony's a showman. I'm sure you've seen his, uh, his interviews. He's a wild personality. He said he, he had an interview with Shams. He said he's going to get really creative and like he's been dying to win this. And also, here's a little thing that, that I lost. I, I had Cassius Stanley last year, and the judges really screwed me, I believe. I also think we're going to get a little bit of judge love here because they're gonna, all going to be legends. And his dad also, dad played in the NBA, probably played with a bunch of them. And they all, Cole, Greg Anthony was brought Cole Anthony to all the games and all this stuff. And, I th- and he said he's going to use Greg Anthony in some fashion in this dunk contest. He said that. He said, I quote, I'm going to bring Greg out here to keep his name alive. So that's what he said. So I think uh, I really like Cole Anthony here. In my opinion, Jalen Green should be the favorite. I think he, people are going to bet him a ton. I'm going to wait and bet Cole Anthony. I think he's. I think we're going to have a little Nate Robinson situation here. He's not sure, but I think he's going to win the fans over and win the crowd. Uh, Ken, uh, and you better you bet back you all network tremendous Thursday. Nick Ken and Tyler, the bet bets for All Star Weekend. Um, I did a bunch of radio today, and I gave out Cole Anthony as my dunk contest pick. Maybe Tyler Tyler has like maybe a couple more reasons than yeah, I is did. Is it possible before. that he had something to, something to say about that? <laughs> did uh, you get the, Did you come out come to that conclusion on your own, or was that Tyler Sunday? Uh, Tyler, Tyler, did I did you give me Cole Anthony before you came on the air just now and gave it out? He did not. Wow, yeah. great minds. I mean, I mean, to be fair, it was a one in four choice chance. So it's not like there's like a yeah. huge pool. So yeah, Cole Anthony would be my pick as well. Shortest guy, which I think plays into this a little bit and an absolutely sick in-game dunker. So I think Toppin gets like some headlines. Jalen Green, obviously. Uh, I like Cole Anthony here at plus 250, Ken. Yeah, it's, my question, I guess, would just be, and maybe it's Tyler, you mentioned like Toscano Anderson, like we can't find anything on him or whatever. If I bet like Toppin and Cole Anthony and I create a bet that essentially pays like even money or a little bit less than that, I mean, do you have to price shop it to kind of figure it out? If I bet those two guys at that price, like I get more than 50% of the win probability in the dunk contest, right? Like, like basically can Toscano Anderson ruin this for me? That's like my question. Like, I don't mind fading Jill and Green with the other two guys. I'm just, feels like, like, do we know anything about this <laughs> Like with Toscano Anderson? Like, what is this going to be? That's, I guess that's just my question. 
Um, I, this kind of reminds every dunk contest is like the fourth guy that's always just like there. Like Will Barton was one year, the Aaron Gordon, Andre Drummond was there one year. Just like they just needed but like Toscano Anderson is not an Aaron Gordon level no. athlete, right? No, like, no, no. Promise no. me that that's true. I, right. I, I, yeah. I can guarantee you he's not. This isn't some okay. like wild card. Like I feel like we know what okay. we're getting with the top with Toscano Anderson. God, probably like uh, like a little creativity, but not a ton of athleticism. Basically, that's probably what it seems. Exactly. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll close here with the uh, the actual All-Star game itself. Where team LeBron is a six-point favorite over Team Durant, and the total is 320. The starting lineups, LeBron, Giannis, Curry, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron, and, and Jokic. I mean, <laughs> done at that point. That lineup's insane. For Team Durant, it's uh, obviously Kevin Durant's injured. Joel Embiid, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and Trey Young. I mean, Team LeBron should just destroy them in this. And the be- So the bench is for LeBron. But Jimmy Butler, Luka Doncic, Darius Garland, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Fred VanVleet. We'll see if Chris Paul plays after a hand injury. LaMelo Ball, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, DeJounte Murray, and Carl Anthony Towns, the bench for Team Durant. I mean, Team LeBron is just objectively better. Um, yeah. So I agree with that. But I mean, they're also favored by six. So it's not like the wrong, it's not like the spread smaller, the wrong team is necessarily favored or anything. Just for people who are going to bet this and bet the total, I'm 99.9% sure it's the Elam ending again. And we're using that for like the fourth straight year, which is, it's like, what does it add it something to the winning team at the end? Right. Is, so just awesome. don't, well, I, I just know, but you were like, oh, the total's 320. I'm like, don't, please don't like bet this thinking it's going to be something different than it is. Like just read up on the rule. Like I, I forget what the, the margin they add to the winning team scores at the end of three quarters, which is like then the end point of the game. Um, this was, A lot of people bet this a couple of years ago because when they changed it, the total didn't reflect it correctly. Just know that if you're betting the over, it's not, it's not like the all-star game from five years ago. They're going, they're continuing with the Elam ending. Um, any, 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 any thought on like, you get to bet. I think LeBron should be favorite too. I, I, it's tough for me when like the talent discrepancy is that large, like so more of a favorite in an all-star game. Like that's where it gets really tough for me. Like, yeah, he should be, that that team should be favored. They're better. I have like by how much on a neutral and like, I don't know. It's just weird. Is Kevin Durant the worst GM ever. <laughs> how did this happen? I, I have no idea. Got to do an episode of the boardroom about it. Get some of his, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, be sure to watch business that. interests. Uh, yeah. Tyler, thank you very much for appearing. Are you going to be back in the power hour for college hoops? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'll be here. I'm, I got all, all right, done all my work. I'll be here. All right. Power hour on the other side. All our bets for tonight, including Tyler's college basketball. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Tyler, what's your bet for all-star MVP this weekend? I'm not really breaking any news here, but if we love LeBron's team that much, which I agree, team's loaded. It's plus 650. I mean, the narratives, they write themselves. Uh, the game's in Cleveland. He needs one MVP to tie Kobe Bryant for the most in all-star game history. The award is named the Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP. He plays for the Lakers. They're honoring the 75th anniversary team, which he is a part of, and all the legends will be there, including Michael Jordan and all the guys he's passing. I kind of feel like that's like an obvious bet for someone who's seasoned down in the tank and he needs some good good momentum going into the second half. Like why? Like why is he not favored? Yeah, that's that was that was a pretty strong handicap. So who's so the favorite? Giannis is the favorite, really? Well, I mean, I don't. I, I, how could I you guess. make Giannis the favorite? He's going to use up all his energy in uh, the skills contest with Alex and Vanessa. <laughs> what's what's Alex to win All Star MVP? Is he listed? Is he one of those guys? What G like, League team does he play favorite? for? That's what I, uh, Tyler. The Toronto Ninety Fivers, I believe. The, oh, because because yeah. the Raptors started in nineteen ninety five. All the G League team names are bizarro world. The Ninety Fivers. I mean, like... I mean yeah. really. There's one that's like the ants, right? The Raptors 905. Yeah, that's what it is. That's kind of cooler. Is it? Is that like the 
So the area code? Raptor 905 sounds like it sounds like a bar in Manhattan. I used to get wasted at when I was 23. Where are you guys going? Well, we're gonna start pregaming at Raptors 905. I'm trying that to think great. of like what some of like like some of like the, the like the like the random word number combinations have been in bars that I've been to in my life. There were a ton of them. Love it. So LeBron Metro and all 53 was a good one. Like the real ones in New York City will remember Metro 53 from back in the day. I mean, I don't think I can argue for an MVP that's not. Like, who would I even argue for? So who else is on LeBron's team in the starting lineup besides him and Giannis? Uh, Curry, DeRozan, Jokic. Yeah, who were like the next three guys on the odds board, basically. If oh, you, man. If you man, had to bet someone from LeBron's Team Durant, who would it be? Like, if you like, if Team Durant's going to win the game. Like, what about Ja? Yeah, Ja, 850. Like, Embiid, 6. Doesn't have a lot of help on the court. And I'm, I'm thinking about, like, the Elam ending closing, like, five minutes of that game. Devin Booker, God, I think, would be interesting. If you think Team Durant could win, then, like, Booker could, like, just go nuclear in the game. That's actually really not, and he has to be in the crunch time five, right? Do you have the Do you have the rosters right? I do. Offhand? Just the Durant. The Durant. Read the Durant roster one more time. All right. So the starters for Team Durant: Embiid. Well, that's ja, starters. They, not necessarily those will be crunch time, but those who will, that's who will start. These, these are the starters in the game. Right. Uh, Embiid, Ja, Jason Tatum, yep. Andrew Wiggins, Trey Young, Ben. So Embiid and Ja are the only like for sure crunch time guys in that five. By the way, here's your bench: Lamelo, Devin Booker. Rudy Gobert. Booker's probably crunch time. Need some size, man. It's, <laughs> it's the best line ever. Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, who's hurt. Dejounte Murray Middleton. and Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Booker's definitely. Oh, Booker's a, a lineup. Booker's a great bet then. Booker's like the crunch time option for that team. If Team Durant wins, like like Booker's going to win. What what what's he? Twenty three. Oh baby, oh this is Michael Jordan. He has the same odds as Lamelo. I don't know. I don't think Lamelo's playing in crunch time. Like, is Amelo playing a crunch time? So it's going to be the crunch time lineup for Durant is John Booker for sure is the backcourt. Embiid for sure. And then, like... Tatum. God, you know what's funny? Is maybe like you could Middleton. play Wiggins just to guard somebody, though. Yeah, maybe like if Middleton. It's crunched, like, if you actually care about winning, maybe you do play Wiggins. I don't know. All right, so Booker 23 to God, one. I think Booker. On Booker's a great bet. Yeah. That's a really good bet. Yeah. Great stuff from Nick Ken and Tyler. Just a reminder, You Better You Bet is on the BetQL Network two to six Monday through Friday. And you can always check it out in podcast form. Just search you better, you bet in your favorite podcast player. When we come back, we're going to go to another, you better, you bet conversation this time about college basketball. Cause I know I need the primer because I have not been paying as close attention as I need to. And we are less than a month from selection Sunday, Brad Evans from Bally sports, was on You Better You Bet. We'll listen into that, and we'll talk with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse before Inside the Clubhouse takes over at the top of the hour on The Score. Welcome back to Early Odds here on 670 The Score. I'm Rick Camp in for Joe Ostrowski. Joe's got the weekend off after grinding through this football season. A reminder, you can listen to Joe Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., on the BetQL Network as part of BetQL Daily that he hosts with Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth. And if you're interested in any of the betting content that I'm putting out there, follow me on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. I tweet out all my articles that I write for 4 for 4 that are on NBA player props. Now, while I'm focused on the NBA, Brad Evans from Bally Sports is laser-focused on college basketball. So when he was on You Better You Bet yesterday, he gave people like me a primer for what the college basketball landscape looks like is we're less than a month until Selection Sunday. And when he was on You Better You Bet, the first thing he was asked 
was who's the most fraudulent team towards the top of the rankings. That's Purdue. And it's not even remotely close in my estimation. I mean, Auburn is uh, kind of in the conversation as well, but the Boilers have got major defensive flaws. And, I mean, in this, uh, it, whether it's with the eye test or the advanced analytics, it bears it out. I mean, they're outside the top 100 right now in adjusted defensive efficiency, whether you're looking at Ken Palm, uh, shot quality, uh, Bart Torvik. I mean, pick your advanced analytics site uh, that you love the most, and they're lousy in all of those defensive metrics. And, this has been a bugaboo for this team. I mean, I, I've watched them several times. I'm a Big Ten enthusiast. Uh, I've seen them in person a couple of times. Saw them beat my University of Illinois Fighting Illini on MLK Day. They just refuse to slam the door, and they constantly leave it open. I mean, case in point, you saw them last time out. They're cruising to a cover against Northwestern, and and then, you know, you get to about the five-minute mark. Northwestern's scrappy, you know, scratching and clawing, starts making some buckets, and they just get loosey-goosey defensively, and, you know, they, they're missing out on their lane assignments, uh, just getting hands up. I mean, it's just like one-on-one level stuff, and they let teams back in, and, of course, Northwestern backdoored their way to a cover if you had it at six and a half. So this has been a problem for Purdue all season long. It is epidemic. Uh, it is contagious among all the players. You know, they have all the talent in the world. Jaden Ivey is going to be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Uh, Travion Williams, I feel, is the best passing big in the country. Zach Eady is just a monster in the middle. Uh, Sasha Stefanovic is one of the best sharpshooters from outside. You know, they are the best offensive team, according to KimPom.com and offensive efficiency ranks. But defense is going to lead to their undoing. Uh, I don't even think this is a bold take. I don't think Purdue survives the first week in the NCAA tournament. They're going to be a likely one seed, and I'm going to be really curious to see who that 8-9 matchup is. You know, assuming they don't go full Virginia against UNBC, uh, this is a team that I think could get, you know, ousted in the round of 32. They have that kind of level of flaws. Brad, like one thing we've been trying to figure out recently, and I'm sure you've noticed this too with the pricing, Gonzaga's price, like sneakily, kind of creeping down, creeping down a little bit, like the sixes are gone, the fives are gone, there's only a couple left right now. And what yep. we've kind of been wondering on the show is, and I think a lot of people, the parachuters especially, are wondering this, is there a giant difference between Gonzaga and the second best team, basically? So Gonzaga's probably going to be the number one overall seed. They're the number one team in the country. They're the number one team in every advanced analytics category. Who would you have as the number two team, I guess, or what teams are in the running for that? And really, like, how big is that? Like, my opinion is I think the difference is actually massive this year. And I don't know if people necessarily yeah, feel the I same don't way. I, I I think that's true. Like, I don't know if people are talking about Gonzaga like a juggernaut, and they should be. Like, how do you kind of perceive the difference between them and everybody else, and who would be number two? Yeah, and my number two may actually come to surprise some people because it's not a team that's on the one line right now. Like, I, I like Arizona quite a bit. I, I think Auburn is interesting, but they've disappointed, and they have some weaknesses overall. I mean, they, they've skirted by some really crap competition, um, which, you know, puzzled me. Uh, you know, Purdue is up there, but again, I just, you know, laid out the flaws. Uh, you know, I think the second best team in the country that could push Gonzaga if they were to ever meet uh, in maybe the Final Four or whatever side of the bracket that they're in is Kentucky uh, because Oscar Sheebway is your front runner for the Wooden Award and understandably so. I mean, the guy is a, like a modern day Will Chamberlain. I mean, he goes out there and he's getting 20 points and 15 rebounds, sometimes 20 rebounds. Hell, uh, alone against Western Kentucky earlier this season, he out rebounded the entire Hilltoppers team. That's insane. One guy. Uh, so they get those second chances and, you know, he got mints and, and he got the balance of Kentucky and some of the sharpshooters. So they have that inside outside presence like Coach Cal is a really good team. And I know they got bludgeoned by Tennessee in a revenge game narrative, uh, not the greatest matchup. And the wheels came off very quickly there. That's going to happen, you know, life and power five conference play on the road. But I don't disagree, man. I, I think it's the Zags in an individual category by themselves. 
And this is the year. If Mark View is going to get it, it has to happen this year. I think I might have said it like the last five or six years, the exact same narrative. But uh, this is such a unique team with Drew Timmy back, uh, with Chet Holmgren, who's going to be you know probably number one overall, or at least a top three pick, such a uniquely skilled big man despite his slight build. Uh, premier rim protector can rip it down, put it on the deck, and pull up from three or drive the rim and flush it home. It's just insane the things that he does. But it's some of the complementary options where I think Gonzaga is, you know, the, the strongest version compared to other iterations with Nimhard, with Strother, uh, with Bolton, uh, and, you know, Watson. They got guys that come off the bench that would be starters in Power Five conferences on some of the, you know, high end teams. This team just has a motor that doesn't quit. Although it did briefly against Pepperdine, strangely, uh, last time out, they didn't get the cover in that game. And I was sorely regretting taking the team total over on the Zags at like 92 and a half. But Dems to breaks and betting. But yeah, I mean, you look at it forwards, backwards, inside out. There are no weaknesses on this Gonzaga team. And don't give me in that nonsense, people. Who they played? They played the West Coast Conference. The West Coast Conference is going to have more at-large bids than the Pac-12 this year. Right. So suck on that. <laughs> Brad Evans, sports gaming content, EP, Bally Sports. You just mentioned Purdue, number one seed, but you think they're gone the first weekend of the tournament. It feels like every week the Big Ten has a new favorite or so coming out of it. Geez, Rutgers now has four quadrant wins as they've ripped it Same. off hot of late. If you took a dart and you were going to avoid Purdue here and take a shot with a Big Ten team to go make a run in the national championship, who are you taking? All right, now let's and I have to qualify this with the most objectivity as I possibly can. I am uh, an Illinois fan. I go to many games. I live in the Champaign area. But uh, this is not necessarily coming from me, but also a lot of pundits that I trust. Jeff Goodman, Rob Dosser, I know really well. Uh, and, and other people have said this, uh, what I'm going to tell you right now. Illinois, if they can get together, if they can gel in time, this is a team that has all the ingredients to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they are top 30 in adjusted offensive efficiency and adjusted defense efficiency, so they have balance. And they're a much better defensive team. Um, you know, up until the Rutgers game, they were number one in the Big Ten adjusted defensive efficiency on the season, according to Ken Palm. You know, Andre Curbelo is still trying to get his win back. He had about a COVID-19 at the post-concussion issues. He is a game-changing guard who's coming off the bench right now, and as some people projected to be a preseason All-American. We know that Kofi Coburn is a load, and he's going to go out there and get you 20 and you know 12 every single night. But it's the ancillary guys, like Andre Curbelo has been a sharpshooter and a marksman this season. Trent Frazier does a little bit of everything. They can get Jacob Grandison shot back. Uh, he could be a difference maker. Demonte Williams is a phenomenal on-ball defender who has been contributing a little bit more in the offensive end. Some of the freshmen like R.J. Melendez and Luke Goody have contributed some solid minutes. Again, Illinois has all of the ingredients right there to bake a perfect cake in the end and maybe be that surprise team to get to the Final Four. It's just, do they have enough time to congeal? And that's a $64,000 question. So uh, if I had to stack my chaps one, or, 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 or chips and one dart on somebody in the Big Ten, it has right. to be the fighting Illini to represent in New Orleans. Give me like a handful of key teams, two to three teams here in about 30, 45 seconds. Sleepers that we need to start paying attention to. Yeah, I, Wyoming's there. I mean, because Hunter Maldonado, Graham E.K., Drake Jeffries, they got the goods. They played a slow pace, and they're a very balanced team overall. I've been really impressed with St. Mary's and what they've done here of late. Uh, they've got the inside presence with Toss. Uh, Kuzi's one of the best uh, you know distributors in the country, and they lock you down defensively. And then Murray State, man. Murray State's doing some wild stuff at the OVC. John Morant, you 
getting it done. Uh, put up a 92 spot, I think, last night against uh, Austin P. They are dominating OVC action. That is a team that is probably going to land on maybe the 11-10 line that, you know, if they get in a matchup, let's say Purdue is the number two seed, they may be diminutive in frame, but, man, they are plucky and they can put up points. So watch out for the racers. They're going to make some noise in March. Brad is the goods when it comes to college hoops, and he proved it right there in his conversation with Ken Barkley and Sean Marash, who was in for Nick Costos on You Better You Bet yesterday. Now, when we come back, I'm going to have a conversation with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. I know Jim has a couple NBA future ideas that he wants to run by me, so I'm excited to talk to him about those. And it seems like whenever I host for Joe, Jim's picks on the ponies are spot on and we're making money off of them. So you're not going to want to miss the picks that Jim gives you on the ponies for today's races. We'll get all of that before we get out of here at the top of the hour when Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw takes over on 670 The Score. Welcome back to Early Odds here on 670 The Score. I am recamping for Joe Ostrowski. Joe will be back next week getting a well-deserved weekend off after football season. Finally, probably to a point, mercifully ended, even though... If you listen to this show, it was a very profitable season, but man, sometimes you just need a break. But now you know what time it is. Get to the end of the hour for early odds. That means it's time to talk with Jim Miller from Hawthorne at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. Jim, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Rick. And yeah, it's where Joe gets all the way through the Super Bowl. He gets like the pinnacle. And then it's like, okay, here, he's going to toss it to you and leave you with stuff to talk about. You got to find something to talk about here, Rick. There's not a whole lot going on this weekend, my friend. I know it's all-star. It's NBA all-star weekend in Cleveland. Enjoy that NBA community. (laughs) Sometimes I'm jealous that I don't get to go to those things, but this, this weekend I'm, uh, I'm good on that, but Hey, you know, get to take a little bit of time off in terms of the day-to-day NBA grind and uh, just kind of focus on all-star weekend a little bit. So I'm absolutely here for it. So, before we get into you know, the NBA and everything else we have, what's the latest with what's going on at Hawthorne right now? Well, I'll tell you, at Hawthorne, things were really busy for the Super Bowl, Rick, and that was a good thing there through the Points Bet Sportsbook. There was so much money wagered in the state of Illinois. It was just great to see the overall money wagered, and I think everybody's now just starting to see what is going on with the legalization of sports betting here and what it can generate for the state, but what it generates for the interest in all these games, too. It was that way for points bet throughout the course leading into the Super Bowl. It's that way right now, but I'll tell you, I think the thing that's going to make things really nice for all the players, because we've talked time and again on the show, Rick, about being able to shop your prices, Mm -hmm. but the sign-up process has been tough for a lot of people. So now you're able to go back to remote registration coming up the first week of March, so it's just around the corner, and that's one thing you want to be able to do because you want to have that option to shop the different places, see where you can find your value. A lot of times it's right here with PointsBet. Maybe it's with another site at times too, but it's something that's very nice to at least have that opportunity to do so. Absolutely. And it's something that some that that are newer to the sports betting realm just don't necessarily think of. Like a Zach Levine 23.5 points prop, you know, maybe somewhere else the juice is like minus 110, but at PointsBet, whichever way you want to bet, it's even money or something like that. That you can find some big time edges because man, like as someone who does that like day in and day out throughout the NBA season, there are times where we're talking like 25 cents where I'll find props that are, you know, they can be even money somewhere. They're plus 125 somewhere else. If you if you're able to shop around, 
you really can can gain what whatever little bit of an edge there is. You can that's one way to try and gain it. And that's the thing, and it really it makes the difference sometimes between a winning sports better and a losing sports better. And we talked about it at points bet throughout the course of the start of the NFL season. They went that first month of the season with no juice on any of the NFL games, and the people that were wise to it and jumped on that really had a lot of success. So you want to make sure you check out the promotions pages. You want to make sure you check out the boosts because everybody offers their boosts. Some of them seem to be unattainable at times. Others, there really does provide value. So this is going to offer that option for players, and I really do for those that maybe play somewhere else and don't play points bet. It's definitely worth checking out and just see if anything, just as a caution to everybody, make sure you shop your price, and, and value really is the king in sports betting. It really is. One last note on that is just, like, I know for me personally as an NBA better, when I look back at, like, my sheet of the bets I was making last year, I was making a lot more bets that were between the minus 110 to minus 120 range, and I really don't venture much out beyond minus 120. But this year, I look at it, and while my winning percentage isn't quite as high, I'm taking more chances on things that are, you know, even money to plus 110. And just because of that difference in juice, I'm making pretty much the same, if not maybe a little bit more money, even if that actual win percentage is a little lower. Yeah, and you're right. It really, it does make a huge difference. And you're right. Day to day, it doesn't seem like it's huge. But in the end, when you put that together and keep track of it, and, and that's really a wise idea for everybody, keep track of your wagers and your progress. It does make a big difference there, and it definitely does pay to shop those prices. All right, I know you said you've got some NBA futures, and everybody who listens to this show knows that I love getting to talk about the NBA, so I'm excited to see what you got. All right, so I want to toss these your way because, of course, you've probably watched more Bulls basketball than anybody this season. So you've seen the good, you've seen the bad, you've seen the injuries. The one thing that I've seen all season long is that the Bulls are still able to hang around regardless of everything that's been tossed at them. So I've been looking at the Bulls, and I've talked to Joe week after week after week, and a lot of people were saying, okay, well, what's the odds on the Bulls to not make the playoffs? And people keep looking at that. For me, I keep going the opposite way. I'm like, what are the odds on the Bulls to win the division? And I looked at it this morning on points bet. Right now, the Bucks are still minus 106 as the favorite to win the division. Just this morning, the Bulls surpassed the Cavs, and the Bulls are plus 230. The Cavs are plus 250, and it almost seems like because of the moves at the uh, trade deadline is what moves some of these teams around. But to me, Rick, the Bulls have two and a half games on both of these teams. You're at the all-star break, but this is really about the two-thirds mark of the season. I seem to think that plus 230 wager still might provide some value just to win that central division. I wanted to get your thoughts. You know, I I don't mind it. I still I think it's about right that Milwaukee is still the favorite. The thing that gets at me is that March schedule for the Bulls. It is, uh, although it's interesting, as I look at it, I'm on Tankathon right now looking at the remaining schedule strength. The second hardest schedule remaining, the Bulls. The hardest yep. schedule remaining, the Bucks. Right. So that's that's kind of fascinating. And then when you look down and see, okay, where are the Cavs? The Cavs have the ninth easiest schedule the rest of the way. So while I I still it, it's crazy because as much as I've I've benefited from Cavs player props all year and I've watched a good amount of them and I really like some of the guys they have, I just don't know if I if I trust them, especially when it comes to the playoffs, but maybe even before that. So I really look at 
it's just how talented Milwaukee is. And I understand on, on the you know, last game before the break, they had that epic game against Philadelphia, and it was, you know, Joel Embiid just put on the cape and was basically like, no, Philly's winning this. But it's And at some point, I guess I have to trust that Milwaukee is who they're showing us. And same with the Bulls, for that matter. Right. I, I don't mind you putting a little bit on the Bulls right there. I would still lean Milwaukee, but at that kind of value... I think I think it's worth maybe not, you know, like a sprinkle. I think it's more if we're if we're going with official gambling terms. It's uh, we're going with a sprinkle here on the on the Bulls <laughs> to win the division. Sprinkle's not a bad thing though. It, it it gives you enjoyment through the remainder of the season. I think the Bulls have twenty nine games left, so it's one of those things where where you look. It might even be less than that. Maybe it's twenty three left. I think it's twenty three that they have left. But they get the Bucks twice. They get the Cavs twice. When you're two and a half up. You're in a position where even if you split both of those, that's okay. If you beat one of those 2-0, then, hey, you're, you're in a great spot there moving forward. But it's funny that you mentioned Joel Embiid because that was the next prop I wanted to toss at you, Rick. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid is the favorite right now for MVP. He's plus 135. And I'm not going to say that DeMar DeRozan is going to win it, but he is 25-1. to 1. But my thoughts are, and my question is, with this trade now to acquire James Harden, I wonder once he gets on the court, what that's going to do to Joel Embiid, because those numbers may not be as astronomical just because Harden seems to always have the ball in his hands. Do you think there's anybody else that could possibly get in the mix and catch Embiid for MVP? Yeah, I think it really does come down to those top three guys in the odds. And I'm looking at points bets odds right now with Joel Embiid plus 135, Nikola Jokic at three to one, and Giannis at plus 350. I think that's where the winner is coming out of one of those three guys. Uh, and it's a great point about the fit with Harden. I think as long as, because oh, the, the big thing with Embiid is just that he does it on both ends of the court. And that's especially where he gets a big edge over Jokic and just, you know, team success at this point, especially in the stronger Eastern Conference. So Embiid is the favorite, but man, one thing that that does intrigue me a bit, if Milwaukee does go on a run like some people seem to think, even though they have the hardest schedule left, that'll give a lot of credence to Giannis. But also with Jokic, if Jamal Murray comes back at some point here and is able to look anything remotely close to what Jamal Murray can be. We already know how, how well their chemistry works between those two guys. And then it lets you put Monte Morris on the bench and it just makes the team better. So maybe they're able to establish themselves and make a move up in the Western conference because man, outside of the, uh, outside of golden state and Phoenix, I just don't know that I trust that much. So if I had to place a bet today on MVP, I would probably put it on Jokic at three to one at plus three hundred, just because I think there's more upward mobility with them. So I've been back and forth between him and Giannis. I think the Harden stuff and just where the number is right now, there's just no value left on Joel Embiid. Right. Even though for people that listen to you better, you bet they know that uh, Ken Barkley and Nick Costos have been all over Embiid way before his number dipped this low. So I know they're all in on Embiid, but if I was betting it today, I'd probably go Jokic over Embiid or uh, or Giannis. Yeah, and 3-1 to one on Jokic really does seem to uh, make the most sense, at least right now. But that's perfect because that leads into my last one for you. And this is just the NBA title odds, and there were some things that really jumped off the paper of me 
because you mentioned there's really two teams in, in the West that really you can rely on. Yet I was looking at the NBA odds. The Lakers are shorter odds to win the NBA title than the Bulls are right now. And to me, the the Lakers, I don't think, are good really at all. And the Bulls are still atop the Eastern Conference. Did that surprise you a little bit? I saw the Lakers at 25-1, to one, the Bulls at 33-1 to one to win it all. It's just like there's so many you know Laker fans that are out there that will just blindly bet their team. And maybe just saying, hey, if LeBron and AD are healthy, you get them in a playoff series, you never know. But eh, I think we kind of know this year. This year, so. this year, it's not happening. Should the Bulls have shorter odds? Absolutely. I think it's also a statement of how tough and deep the Eastern Conference is. Because as I look at those outright odds to win the title, there are one, two, three, four, five uh, teams in the East that currently have shorter odds than the Bulls. And yep. the one that's really made a push as of late is the Boston Celtics. And they've had a really great run, mind you, a lot of it against you know subpar competition. But their defense, especially now that they acquired Derek White, I know it's a name a lot of people don't know that well. Derek White's a player, and it fits in so well with what they want to do. So if they want to run a little bit of a smaller closing lineup with Tatum at the four, Brown at the three, you can throw Smart and White in the backcourt and then having Time Lord in the middle. That is a hell of a defensive squad. And Derek White's a nice ball mover for a team that, as has been well noted, they don't move the ball that well, even though that's been better as of late. So I do think the Bulls should have shorter odds than the Lakers. That's for damn sure. Like the fact it's an insult to the Memphis Grizzlies, who've been awesome, that they yeah. have the same odds right now as the Lakers. But hey, if people are going to be dumb and keep betting the Lakers, then I'm sure points bet and whatever, and all the books out there are going to be like, be my guest. We will we'll set this line according to how people are betting it, not according to what the actual reality is. Right there, yeah, it's collect the money. I, I think that's what it is. Take it in. And for those of you that, that have been watching NBA games all season long, you can find some value there in the title odds. And you may be able to pick three, four teams and still provide value, but it's not going to be the Lakers at 25 to 1, Rick. I would never put a buck on them right now. Not a chance in hell. And yeah, it's, it's just fascinating to look at that and see that it's the two Western Conference teams, the Warriors and the Suns. And then you have five Eastern Conference teams before you get to the next team in the West. And the Utah Jazz have shorter odds than the Memphis Grizzlies. And I understand Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are really good, but I I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. All right, Jim, before I let you go for the horses, we have to, you you need the picks for the ponies whenever we get to talk to you. Last time I talked to you, you were on a great run. So I hope we can continue that today. You and I have been rolling together, so let's see if we can do it. So we got three races on Saturday. First one is a derby prep. It's the Risen Star Stakes at Fairgrounds. It's race number 13. Bet the five-horse epicenter across the board. That one's 4-1 to in the morning line. Then we're going to go to Laurel Park, race 8. Bet the number 2, Glass Ceiling, to win. And then go to Hawthorne, race 5. Bet the 4, Advance Man, across the board. That one's 4-1 to as well. Hopefully we make some value. And then I guess we get ready to put some money on the NBA All-Star game, Rick. Why not? I mean, really, but the, the all-star game is right there. It's always nice to be able to, you know, line the coffers a little bit heading up, leading into that and got to make it watchable somehow. So we might as well have some action on the all-star game. Jim, always a pleasure to get to talk to you. You got it, Rick. Good luck this weekend. That's Jim Miller. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Thank you to everybody for listening to Early Odds today. Joe Ostrowski will be back next week. You can follow him on Twitter 
at Joe Ostrowski and listen to him Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on the BetQL network as part of BetQL Daily with Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Obviously, you can hear me as the executive producer of Bernstein and Rahimi Monday through Friday. I'm on Bulls post game a good amount of the time. And if you want to check out any of my written work for four for four, go to my Twitter page and I always link it up there. I'm sure next week, Joe will keep the NBA and college basketball breakdown coming. And maybe, just maybe, if there's some progress on baseball's labor front, can start to think about futures just a little bit. And if there is any news on the labor front, you know that Bruce Levine and David Haw on Inside the Clubhouse are going to have that covered. So do not turn the dial. Inside the Clubhouse is coming up next. I'm Rick Camp, and this has been Early Odds on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 